Welcome back to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Arizona State Senator Kimberly Yee, filling in for Tom Brown. And today we are talking with former U.S. Congresswoman Marilyn Musgrave from the state of Colorado, who serves as Vice President of Government Affairs for the Susan B. Anthony List. And she is also the director of the group's National Pro-Life Women's Caucus. Congresswoman, before the break, we were talking about the federal pain-capable legislation. You were giving us an update on where that is in the process. Would you go ahead and and share with us where it went first in the U.S. House and then now in the Senate? Yes. Well, it was voted on on in the House on the second anniversary of the Kermit Gosnell trial. Uh, For those that may have missed that story, he was a doctor in Pennsylvania that performed abortions. I'm reluctant to refer to him as a doctor and to refer to the facility as a clinic because, Senator, what went on in that facility was absolutely like looking into hell. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was performing late-term abortions, and if babies were born alive, he would snip their spine to kill them. And... uh, this this trial in Philadelphia uh, with abortionist Kermit Gosnell really thrust the reality of late-term abortion into the national spotlight. Much of the national media didn't want to cover it, but we at Susan B. Anthony List did a great deal of work to make sure that people did know about this, to shine some light on this horrific, ghastly facility and what went on there. And really to show people around this country what goes on in some of these facilities. And I think back of the legislation you sponsored regulating these facilities. And good for you. It absolutely needs to be done. But the Kermit Gosnell anniversary saw the vote in the House of Representatives, again, a record number of votes, uh, higher than 2013. There will be a vote in the United States Senate. It will probably be in September uh, after they come back from the August break. It's very important to get a recorded vote, especially on senators, from senators that are up for re-election. Because when we talk about this, this is a bill that many polls have been done that shows great support, over 60% support this, higher than that among women, higher than that among millennials and Hispanics. So there's a great deal of support for this um, common sense, compassionate legislations to protect babies at five months, more than halfway through the pregnancy. And I so much appreciate the the fact that you brought out when you sponsored this legislation, that there is a much greater risk to the mother right. if you have an abortion past this point in the pregnancy. And you know, Senator, I, I was listening to you talking about being pregnant and having your ultrasound. I was introduced to two of my grandchildren, two of the 11, through an ultrasound. Oh. When I saw those little babies yes. before they were born, I got to accompany my son and daughter-in-law and then my daughter and son-in-law and see those babies before they were born. And, you know, this legislation is so significant because, for instance, the partial birth abortion ban banned a procedure. This is legislation illustrating something that is is so heart-wrenching. These little children, these unborn children, can feel pain. 
And, you know, we have a research arm at Susan B. Anthony List, the Charlotte Lozier Institute, and they've done much work on this. And we have pro-life doctors around the country that speak so eloquently on this issue. You know, when an instrument pokes or gets close to one of these little babies, they, they move away. I mean, right. they feel pain. And there will be those on the other side that will say, well, they don't feel pain, you know, until the 24th week or the 27th week. But there's much evidence to show that these children feel pain. And Senator, we're in very bad company in that the United States is one of seven nations that allows abortion on demand after this point. And we're in very poor company when it comes to human rights issues, China, North Korea, and Vietnam. That's a club that I don't want to belong to. And I think the more educated Americans are, they don't want our country to be in the company of those that routinely violate human rights. That's right. And we have seen great gains for the pro-life movement in recent months. Politically, it appears that many candidates out there are very much going on the offense for life. Now, how do you see that playing out going forward? Well, I really appreciate the fact that candidates are going on offense and I I there was a Rand Paul exchange where we went after where he went after Debbie Wasserman Schultz that I served with in Congress and you know he asked her you know she started talking to him about rape and incest and he threw it back at her and he said do you think it's all right to abort a seven pound baby and ultimately she said yes oh my I mean it, it is mind-boggling and the fact that Under this most pro-abortion president ever, you know, there's been a record number of state laws passed uh, that are are pro-life. So there is a reaction. There is courage. There is people going on offense. You know, I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and I said something about the 20-week ban. And she goes, well, you can't have an abortion that late in your pregnancy. And I said, yes, you can. She goes, no, you can't. uh, That's not legal. You know, and so there's a lot of ignorance out there, and I don't mean to be derogatory. People just assume, why? You couldn't have an abortion at that point. So people need to be informed. They need to know what went on in that facility in Philadelphia with Kermit Gosnell. They need to know the ability of the unborn child, the capability to feel pain. They need to know that abortions are done in this country for sex selection, uh, to abort a baby that would have some deformity. You know, and then we have handicap ramps everywhere, and we're, you know, magnanimous in our support for people who have handicaps. Well, let's take care of those people before they're born, too. How about that? That's right. So we need this information out, and when people like you champion this kind of legislation, I have to say to you, now as a former legislator, state and federal, I can tell you it is so powerful when you speak for the unborn, when you bring these facts into the public so that people can be aware of what's really going on. You know, the the number of people in this country that support abortion on demand for any reason at any time in the pregnancy funded by our tax dollars are less and less. 
we are moving in the direction you mentioned. We're moving in the direction of being a pro-life country. And again, when it comes to the 20-week ban, banning abortion after almost halfway through the mm-hmm. pregnancy, I want to get out of that club that we're in. That's right. You know, earlier we spoke briefly on the issue of the ultrasound and the power of seeing the beautiful baby, um, often now in 3D technology. Mm, yes. And, you know, I sponsored legislation, you know, back in 2011 that would require all abortion clinics to perform an abortion on patients, providing them an opportunity to consider that abortion after she sees her ultrasound image. And I know that the power is there when you actually see the the screen and you see the image, you come home with that little picture. Oh, You know, that really is um, a message that we want to send to these young women who are having to make this life decision. What are other states in the country doing about this powerful ultrasound, you know, policy that we are seeing in, in various states? Well, there are various states that have passed the ultrasound uh, legislation, which I have to just do a grandma story here. My daughter-in-law told me they were sitting in church two Sundays ago, and their pastor was talking about funding this mobile ultrasound unit. Hmm. And he said, you can't believe how powerful it is when this unit, and they drive around and offer pregnant women free ultrasound You can't believe how these women react, and they see that it's a baby. And my little granddaughter leaned over and whispered in her mother's ear. She's eight years old, and she goes, well, what did they think was in there? Of course it's a baby. But that's because she's been raised in a pro-life home. But the power of a woman seeing her child it just cannot be overestimated. It's incredible. So that legislation is very important, as is clinic regs. Like you talked about earlier, you've sponsored that. Uh, I was in Texas when they passed their huge pro-life bill, and part of it was clinic regulations. And I love talking to Michael Burgess, who's a friend of mine from Texas. He's a medical doc. He's still in Congress. And he said, Marilyn, who can oppose this? Do you think when a woman, he doesn't agree with abortion, he wants to save babies' lives, but he said if a woman goes into the facility, is she not deserving of an anesthesiologist being present, uh, a blood available for her if she needs a transfusion, a a trip to the hospital, meaning that the doctor performing the abortion would have admitting privileges, who could possibly argue against that? And I say, if you are pro-woman, you are for clinic regulations. Are not women deserving of standards in these facilities that are comparable to other uh, ambulatory facilities? I mean, it defies imagination. But these people that are for abortion for any reason at any time, pay for it, taxpayers, you know, they seem to want no limits at all, Mm -hmm. even when the health of the mother is at stake. So there's been much work going on in the states in response to this most pro-abortion president ever. Mm -hmm. And again, the power of that legislation to get out information on what the facts really are is so critical as more and more people in this country are looking at the issue, especially young people. I mean, with social media, most people hear from their pregnant friends and they see these these ultrasound pictures. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is it is quite 
amazing the power again of that picture. That's right. And we know from testimony we heard here in Arizona that in these abortion clinics, they were actually turning around that screen so that the patient never saw the image. I know. Uh, know? And the doctors all use ultrasound. Oh, yes, it's right in front of them. (laughs) It's right in front of them. So why shouldn't mom see it? That's right. Well, Congresswoman Marilyn Musgrave has been our guest today. She is calling in from Colorado. She's the vice president of government affairs for the Susan B. Anthony List, director of the group's National Pro-Life Women's Caucus. Congressman, Congresswoman, you have been such a advocate for the sanctity of life, and I just want to allow you to share how we can reach you. How can we know more about the Susan B. Anthony List? Well, first of all, I'm very blessed to be part of this organization. Uh, Standing for Life has been a call for me from a very young age. The, the Lord has impressed upon my heart that that is something I need to do, and I'm honored to do it. Susan B. Anthony List has a great website, sba-list.org. You can find out about the wonderful Pro-Life Women's Caucus okay. that you're part of. 